Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. All right, if you have your Bibles, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Our text today is verse 22, and the title of the message is Anathema or Maranatha. So if you have your Bibles open, let's read uh, verse 22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, Maranatha. Uh, Anathema is a Greek word, and uh, it means accursed. Maranatha is an Aramaic word, and it means the Lord comes. Now, in the Corinthian culture, and that's who this uh, letter was written to, the church in Corinth, uh, they were strongly influenced by the Greek philosophy, humanism. And humanism declared that basically <clears throat> man is at the center of the universe, and uh, being at you know, the center of the universe, that everything revolves around you. And maybe you know somebody like that. They think everything revolves around them, especially if they're three. But uh, maybe you know some adults as well. Uh, but basically that you know, philosophy taught in that culture in that day that we are just evolved animals. There is no God. There is no right. There is no wrong. And whatever feels good, do it. And, and so a person who doesn't love the Lord Jesus Christ and believes that philosophy and li- lives in that philosophy is putting themselves in a cursed position in a sense because uh, they're bringing a curse upon themselves by living in rebellion to God's design. Now, Jesus taught that the real you is spirit. It's not all just the external. And Jesus taught that fulfillment in life can't be found by just indulging in your selfish, fleshly appetites or experiencing, you know, material things. And so Jesus said in Luke uh, twelve fifteen, one's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he possessed. In other words, your life isn't all about what you own. And sometimes people can get caught up with that. Uh, but then Jesus said in John four twenty four. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so, really, who you are is not just your outwardly, right? If you gain 10 pounds or lose 10 pounds, you're still the same person, right? I mean, you're like, hey, um, there's a little more of me now. No, there's the same amount of you, right? <clears throat> but the reality is, is that only when a person is born again by the Spirit, that a person can truly enter into understanding the things of God and the true meaning of life, the purpose of life. Why are we here? What's, our, why are, wh- what's the reason for our existence? In 1 Corinthians 2.14, he said, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So Jesus said there needs to be this spiritual rebirth in order to understand the things of God, in order to understand God's plans and purposes for your life. In John 3, 3, Jesus said, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he was saying there needs to be this spiritual birth. And the Bible teaches that man's disobedience to the truth 
brought curse and sin upon mankind and the world. Now, Jesus came to redeem us from the curse of sin and to restore the damage that was done, right? And, and we see in the prophecy in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 61.3, uh, where it speaks of the coming Messiah, it says, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. And, and so, you know, we see that prophecy being fulfilled even today. When Jesus comes into a person's life, and maybe they have been hardened by sin, by the curse of sin, maybe they're bitter, maybe they have a lot of bad things that have happened in their life, and when they come to Jesus, he can forgive and cleanse and heal and restore and he can bring peace and joy and sweetness into a life that has been damaged by sin. Now, we see that over and over again here at Calvary Chapel. We, we see many lives. People, uh, people tell stories. I mean, sometimes people tell me a story, uh, and I'll say, so what was your life like before you were a Christian? And sometimes people start telling me, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's like, whoa, you're coming to church now? I mean, it's just, you know, God changes people's lives, and so many people that we see at the, the, you know, at church here that God's changed their lives and <clears throat> that they've been injured by sin and then when they invite Jesus in, he transforms, he heals, he restores, he does a great work. Now the Bible says, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And so sin destroys, right? And that's what Paul's talking about. And there are many people who believe that, you know, living a sinful life and the consequences of that life are not that bad. I mean, there are a lot of people in our society that believe that. And I believe some of that fallacy comes from the fact that the nature of sin is deceitful. Did you know that? Do you know that sin itself is deceitful? Uh, Hebrews 3.13 says, Lest any of you be heartened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now, what does that mean? Well, sin is deceitful in a sense that because it only shows you the pleasurable aspects of sin, not the consequences, right? So, if someone says, hey, you want to do some heroin? And, oh, what, well, what's heroin like? Well, they only tell you the good stuff, right? They don't tell, you'll be addicted. You'll have lesions. You'll be a, you know, a street, whatever. Uh, just, just the fun. And the Bible teaches that every person, their life is going in one or two directions. Either you're going upward or your life is going downward. When you follow Jesus Christ, Paul's saying, then you are going to be going upward because Jesus is going to lead you on a path that is continually upward. And when you're not following Jesus, the flesh is going to lead you on a path downward. And Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go by it. So when I was a kid, if people were doing bad things and I wanted to do it, and I would say to my mom, why can't I do that? And she would say, well, if everybody jumped off the bridge, would you do that? I'm like, well, if everybody's doing it, it must be right. But Jesus said, if everybody's doing it, it must be wrong, right? And so as a person journeys on a downward path in life, sometimes it takes a while for those around to observe the effects of the consequences of sin. And after a period of time, and, and sometimes it's a long time, right? Because the Bible doesn't say that if you get engaged in sin, it's going to ruin your life in the next 30 seconds, right? Sometimes it's 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Eventually, though, it begins to show in a person's life. It manifests itself, and it's obvious the devastating consequences of sin in a person's life. And, you know, if you go to church here regularly, you've heard of all the people that, you know, are an example to us, right? The 27 Club. And uh, how many of you have heard of the 27 Club? Raise your hand. 
All right, two of you. Well, uh, the 27 Club is a group of people. You can Google it. It's on, uh, you know, the Internet of people who died at 27, right? And, and most of them, it was because of the consequences of sin. Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison. You're like, we know Jimi Hendrix, right? He was a guitar player. Everybody knows him, right? But, but uh, you know, Amy Winehouse. You guys know Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. All of them died from the consequences of sin, right? Drug addiction, alcoholism, whatever. Uh, and, you know, it only took them till 27 for it to destroy their life. Now, God doesn't want that for anyone. And, and we've all seen it over and over again, lives that are destroyed by sin. And in fact, most of us uh, have family or friends who their lives have been destroyed by sin. But then we just have constant illustrations in the public eye. A little sin, no big deal. A little adultery, no big deal. People think that, right? And the list goes on and on and on of people who think it won't affect me. That's the deceitfulness of sin, that you can engage in it and it won't affect you. It'll cause you no trouble, right? And all the movie stars and musicians and athletes, you know, that we have examples from. And I just was thinking yesterday of all the people whose lives were cut short and destroyed by sin. Michael Jackson, right? Uh, Prince, John Belushi, Whitney Houston, Tom Petty. I didn't even know Tom Petty OD'd, right? That he had a cocaine addiction. I mean, just, uh, and then people who are still alive being tortured, Charlie Sheen, Tiger Woods, Matt Lauer, right? Most of you know about those people. And then I read a few weeks ago, I don't know much about FTX, but it's cryptocurrency. Uh, I don't want to ask you if you had money in crypto, but anyway, <coughs> You guys know the story about this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried. It's interesting. His name is Bankman. <laughs> that he starts FTX, which is this crypto company, gets it up to $32 billion was its uh, worth at its peak, and now he files bankruptcy, and they have no more money, right? And uh, <coughs> he had amassed $26 billion, so it's kind of interesting. The company was worth $32 billion. He's now worth $26 billion, and now bankruptcy, they have no more money. <coughs> now... I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm pretty sure he's going to prison, right? I mean, I don't know, uh, but, right? And people think a little stealing, a little drugs, a little, little adultery, a little it's not going to affect me. But the Bible has been telling us for thousands of years that sin destroys people's lives. And, and, and I could go on for hours of all the people that you know about that it's ruined their lives. Now, the Greek philosophers in Paul's day concluded that redemption for a lost person was an impossibility. Once a person starts that downward spiral, there's no saving him. And perhaps that is true with man. Man can't redeem himself, but it's not true with God. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to redeem man who's living under the curse of sin. Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. See, Jesus came to redeem us from the curse of sin. And so when Paul says anathema for those who don't follow Jesus, well, we're already under the curse of sin. And so we need to have a relationship with Jesus to get out from under it. In verse 22 when he says, If anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. That's the King James, the New King James Version. In other words, he's saying, if a person doesn't love the Lord, then they're going to continue to be accursed because they're living under the curse of sin that started in the garden with Adam. We talked about that last week. And, it, and it's destroying their lives. And Jesus said in Luke 19.10 that he came to seek and save that which was lost. See, Jesus specifically came to save us from our sin, right? And there are many people here today who once were lost, their lives were damaged by the consequences of sin, but 
they accepted Jesus into their life, and he restored their life, right? And, and I love that, right? And that is so exciting about coming to church. People ask me, Pastor Bob, you know, you've been going to church a long time. You still love to go to church? Excited? Yeah, it's where Jesus heals people's lives. It's exciting. I mean, so what if you get, you know, whatever, a disease, you go to the hospital, they cure it, you come back, oh yeah, you're going to get another one, right? But for your life to be changed, right, from the inside out, it changes your eternal destiny, right? We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will